0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everyone, everywhere, you're welcome to the No Stand Zone podcast with me, T.A. It's always a pleasure to be in conversation with you, talking about everything happening in the Nigerian music industry and a little bit of um, flavor just after that in a section called Beyond the Zone that comes later on in the show where I talk about stuff happening outside of the Nigerian music industry industry and how was your week i hope you had an incredible one because mine was tough um i'm not even gonna lie like mine was tough a lot of things are happening around the world and usually i don't um i try not to dwell on things happening around me that i cannot control like i intentionally um work on the things that come up on my algorithm as much as i can I'm sure if you know this, I mean, if you're using social media long enough, you know that once you click a video, once you like a picture, once you like a video, all of that, the algorithm just feels like, oh, I think he likes it. Or if you spend too much time on a post, it just kind of give you um, everything that has to do or with that subject matter that was either in the, in the picture, in the tweet, in the video. It's And so I try to be careful because uh, and try to streamline what um, comes on my timeline as much as I possibly can. But this week was difficult, um, a lot of troubling things, um, and I had to just withdraw to a certain extent. And for me, you know, I have to be on social media for a, a, at least a reasonable amount of time to get in touch with things that are happening, especially in music. And so it was tough for me to just kind of withdraw a bit uh, to just try and get myself and just center myself. Um, yeah, it's it was it was tough for me this this week. And honestly, I won't lie to you. I had to lean on the people who are close to me that I love, my family and friends and just, you know, check up on them. i be like, guy, Alpha, you know, let's talk about stuff that, you know, let me focus on on things or stuff that concerns my family that could bring me joy and and, and some sort of peace, if if possible. And this is not just me like burying my head in the sand, like oh, I don't care what's happening. You know, like we know everything that is happening in Nigeria. Um, I don't. I, I mean, I for you who are in Nigeria right now. I don't have to tell you what is happening um, with the protests here, protests there, and the way things are getting hard. I mean, I'm not Nigeria at the moment, but I, I mean, we see what's happening. We're connected. I've got family and friends who are also there in the country as well, and you hear all these things. Even where I am as well, is like things are happening um, everywhere around the world. And if you, if you're feeling or if you feel as over, like overwhelmed by everything. Um, like I did this week. I encourage you to focus more on on family. Um, it, it will go a long it will go a long way to help you and also try and uh, focus on things that that could help you out for me, another one of those things outside of just focusing on family and friends, music like I don't know what I will do without it. and one that really helped me this week. One that really helped me this week. I have to give a shout out to my man, Il Bliss, boss, boss. He just, he has um, this album out um, right now that I put out. I tweeted about, it's been a while already. I, I, I tweeted about the, yeah, it was the beginning of the week. I actually tweeted about the album when it came out. And I was like, damn, this is a masterclass of a project. Like, this will go down as one of the biggest rap albums to ever drop in Nigeria. Like, I can, I can beat my chest on that as it, it, it is that good of a project uh, by, by Ill Bliss. And I, I'm thinking I should even bring someone in to, so we can kind of dive into it because I think it's too good to just give my personal uh, review on it. I would want someone who, like someone who's also kind of knowledgeable, probably deeper knows a lot more about this Nigerian rap and the rap scene more than I do. I'm thinking of bringing one or two people to come in and we just dive into just this album. And I think the impact that this Ill Bliss album is going to have on the industry, I think that it is that kind of album. Now, the al- we, we come across different albums that are like really good albums but this one is special. I feel like that from the production to just the delivery, it's masterclass. If you want to know what rap music should sound like today, I think that for one is like one hundred one of how it should be done. And shout out to Ilbliss. He also he reached out to me on social media, kind of like appreciating the shout out, saying he recognizes that as well. And I put out that tweet, but at the beginning of the week. By the end of the week, man. It, I mean, I'm still seeing, I'm seeing videos today of folks around the like around the world, from the South South, you know, to to the Jaguar people. Everyone is putting out videos about this. I saw him um, with a picture of Fave, who um, gave a feature um, on on the album as well. And I'm just, uh, I'm really, really impressed at the work and just the effort that was put into it. I mean, he had Vector and Lade on the uh, track number seven there. Successful. That's the name of the track. I love that one. Uh, he had H-Tune. This, I feel like I should just do kind of like do a deep dive, man, but I don't want to do that today, um all of that, and give all my thoughts, but yeah, Peace of Mind with Fave is also an incredible one, and I, this one, this track, Chukwe Bukat, this one is going to be a problem, and I'm looking at it, it already has the most um streams on, at least on Spotify, I'm looking at right now, Ill and Umu Obeligbo, I think that's how to pronounce the guy, Umobeligbo, this one is Chukwe Chukwebuka. This track is the track. And I put out a tweet saying this song is going to be a problem, right? And I'm seeing it happening right now. This song is going to be a problem, right? And because for me, the whole album is a masterclass, but just for like popular, for most people who are more pop-oriented, this is the track this my this album is um, i can beat my chest to say it is going to be one of the top albums by the end of the year and it, the, for a rap album that is a big big statement there and I, I believe strongly in it because the production says it, the delivery says it, the subject matter says it, just the brilliance in the how he navigated some of the topics and how we just, you know, attacked it and delivered it is just really brilliant. I cannot say enough about Ill Bliss, but but I, I will keep some of my, more of the reviews and in the coming, most likely I'm looking at, uh i don't know because of the uh, because of the individual that we have on the show today i mean i don't even know where we're gonna be able to have someone come in to dive into this rap album um uh, but yeah you guys should go check out the album it's called sidi kai incredible he talks about his daughters his wife his grandma his mom Oh my gosh, this was um, a beautiful project, all right? And like I said um, a, a few moments ago, we have an incredible guest on the show today. Oh my goodness. An incredible guest on the show. He's undoubtedly one of the biggest voices in Afrobeats in, should I say, Nigerian um, or Nigerian African music industry. I'm talking about none other than Ade Ayo. He's going to be on the show today. The interview is masterpiece. For you who are listening, this interview is going to be a part one and two because, I mean, he's just a... Uh, 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 a first class of a human being man it was supposed to be like a 30 minutes an hour interview but he gave me almost two hours and you know I try to keep the show to about you know an hour every episode about an hour but man shout out to Adelio he gave me almost two hours of his time and we just were diving into some of the some of some interesting topics and we still did not cover everything and so i made him promise that he's gonna come back on the show and as a you know he's a top man top man top man he is he promised to come back really soon we're gonna make sure we're gonna hold him to that we're definitely gonna hold him to the promise all right that interview or conversation with um adario comes up in just a bit stay tuned Stay tuned. Later on at the end of the show, um, we'll dive into the Beyond the Zone, talking about things happening outside of the music scene um, in Nigeria, specifically, or happening to Nigerians. Uh, You have to stay tuned for that one. But today, most of the show is the part one of my conversation with none other than the man himself, none other than the edit is it what music journalist he says music journalist at pulse nigeria director at turntable charts i'm talking about none other than adia URDB. i'll be talking to him you need to stay tuned that is coming up in a bit all right so there are very few people that have kind of amazed me on social media by their takes and knowledge of just general stuff when it comes to music. One of them is my guest today. I have put out the information on social media about him and I got a lot of feedback as to folks kind of interested in what this conversation is going to to be about. And I try to, I wanna make this outside of the things he already talks about, the things he already knows. We get to know more about him and just who he is as a person outside of the Twitter handle that we all know him to be. So a quick introduction. I'm sure you guys know a lot about him already, but I I asked him to send this to me so I can just have an idea of what he thinks about who, who he thinks he is or how he sees himself. And let me give you guys a secret real quick. Tell your friends to tell you about themselves, and it he, he he would give you a gateway into a part of them that you probably have never known. And Adeayo, I would I will tell you what I got from you sending this to me, okay, once <laughs> I read it. So Adeayo Adebi is a music journalist with Pulse and Pulse Nigeria. He's a creative and brand advisor as well. And like I said, he's one of the biggest voices, prominent voices in Nigerian music and media this one i mean this one is interesting he's the founding member and director at turntable chats and he has advised several record labels and offered creative imputes to successful artists that's why they they they, they love and hate it now Adiayo, this this last part um i this one is easy to see it says adiyo is passionate about the documentation we will talk about this documentation and advancement of Nigerian music Adi A U R D B you welcome to the No Stand Zone podcast. I do, my brother.
1: Thank you very much. That was quite the introduction.
0: Oh <laughs> uh, no, 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 bro. I I we need to we need to give flowers here. Hear. So let me you. give you a quick story. Let me give you a quick story and then I'll ask okay. you a question from there. A few years ago, I just got out of university, right? That was when all this um, you know, Prosper to Inspire to Kafaya <laughs> to Kalab, you know, all those things were trending. And it was like read five thousand books, read this, and I remember that there was a time that someone gave me a book and I read it, and the, the things that all these you know these Yankee people now they write their the things they believe is the key to success, and it could not I could not apply what they were saying to what was happening yeah, in Nigeria yeah, absolutely. on their side one plus one is two. Here, yeah, one plus one does not necessarily give you two. So I've always been interested with Nigerians telling their story as to what is your success story that what is the success story that you have that I can use. Dangote doesn't have a yeah. book. Adenuga doesn't have a book. Like that we know that I can use the steps that they took and I can succeed, you know, yeah. succeed using the same. Yeah, Do you I get what I'm saying? Understand. Right. So I've, I've yeah i've always been fascinated with people let me hear how you take me oh, calm make me user. you know take me calm too i would say i've made it yes but i mean I've making progress bro how you tell me though see you are, you are setting yourself up you know how you you know one of the ways you know you have made it That's as a person when someone tells you send me your professional picture and in your professional picture you have your hair plated that is the height that's just the height of the luxury, you know it's the luxury of working <laughs> in, kind of, in kind of in my line
1: of work but anyway you know it's mm. this thing you said right i think i've tweeted something about this before where i said that we need these are our books right we need to write this from a Nigerian reality right and what motivated me then to even tweet that i think i read a book by by simon sinek that's this author simon sinek mm. and he, he talked about he, he talked about a lot of stuff and it was really it was a really great book then I'll read, I'll read books like The Atomic Habit, I'll read books about, like, just wonderful, wonderful books. And, but I know it's not really applicable to Nigeria. I mean, at a personal level, you can apply it. But when it comes to, you know, policy, structure, mm-hmm. it's not applicable. So, yeah, I mean, it's really important that we mm. do come out and see things that captures our reality so people can actually, like, you know, interpret it and apply it with their own lives. So, for me, right, it's been... Mm. It's always been like a steady process, right? I I mean, right now I could say, okay, I'm a music journalist and I and I write a lot, I do a lot of writing, even though I do a lot of like mm. talking as mm. well, but I mean, people know me predominantly mm. for what I write, what I put out on websites on social media. Mm. So mm. I think I started writing for, I've writing all my life, right, all my life, since I was young, mm. I've always been writing. And it started with stories, now, primary school I was like write stories and stuff like that. And when I was in uni, I used to write for one of my friends, he's late now, Abbas, wonderful, wonderful guy, Abbas will hear me. Yeah. Mm, So he had a mm. blog then in school, com, right? So I used to write stories for the blog to bring traffic. So it's kind of sold because it was like romantic stories, even erotica. So I was sort of a best... Yeah. Yeah. I was sort of a best-selling... Bro, you are writing romantic stories. (laughs) Oh, yes, I did. Bro, you too. I was sort of a best-selling writer in uni there. Every Saturday Mm. evening, the the part, like we bring out, we publish a new part. So people are always eager, like, but if it's if it's ten, wow. if it's thirty minutes late, wow. they're already they already even uh, like it's even a bastard. What's up now? I release this stuff now; it will be sending me the message, right. People didn't know it was me writing them, wow. so that's how I started. Then mm. I mean, I used to also do some freelancing on the side to just like to make money, keep on their soul together. So that was mm-hmm. a different, different kind of work. Then I tried to do more creative writing. I started writing, ghostwriting writing novels for people in the United States. Like a lot of novels when I was in uni, I was ghostwriting writing for people and they pay me. So then around pandemic, twenty twenty, that's when that's when one mm. of my friends, that's because we went to school together. I've known KD mm. since 2015, So that's i mm. fourteen. We've been friends since, like for a long time. Mm. So so that's when we started making turntable chats with like the idea of turn table came up and he told me about it and that's okay, fine, we now started working steadily and that's where my writing music started. Like before then, I've been an avid really lover of music. I've always loved music. I always knew music.
0: Okay, so hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's, okay. let's pause this because now you're, you're, you're going somewhere that I... I, I on it. So you didn't start writing mu- for like music, like being a music journalist until 2020, like 2019, yeah, 2020.
1: I started, I started working in music 2019, mm-hmm. yeah. 2019 2020, yeah. 2020. So
0: how did you get in, because, I, I mean, we were talking offline yeah. and you mentioned you studied, because you, you took this whole chunk yeah. out, because this is the one that amazed me the most. You studied law yeah, in university. I, studied law. I, I mean, so how do you then, I mean, I understand you, yeah. you write a lot. And for people who, if you have a particular skill, some skills are transferable yeah. to other areas as well, right? I understand that. But law is so intensive. <laughs> with everything it takes yeah. from you, at least from an outsider, right? And I see people who yeah. study law. It takes so much from you that uh, transferring, uh, like moving, saying you studied law and taking a left, say, you know, I'm boning yeah. law, I'm doing something else. That is a no, big is. step, right? So tell me what that transaction that transition was, like, oh. was about. You spend all this time studying like law, like all nights. Yeah, and decide, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going for... So, I was still in... Music. When we started the table.
1: I was still in uni. Mm. I, in uni. I think I think when our... Okay. When our penultimate year going to our final year, so we're part four going part five. So, mm. we started full force in part five. Well, when part four we started, and I was... That's when mm. I started writing about music, right? When I was in part four, I started writing articles on music. So, I was still in school then. So, but I never really thought mm. I'd make a career out of it. I know, okay, I had, like, a career yeah. sort of... We turned but it was a startup, right? So it wasn't like a yeah. like a bills paying career at that point. So it was something mm-hmm. we were doing because mm-hmm. we, we, we 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 love Nigerian music. We love like there was no documentation felt like okay, we could do something good here. We could like build something mm-hmm. that would last and would endure that we can hand over to the to the next mm-hmm. generation mm-hmm. and like that can have them capture what happened and what the scene was during our time. So that was what we mm. achieved then. And so as I was writing articles. I was, um, I, you know, as uh, as well as other things for turntable Chat. Then um, in, I continued mm. also in my final year. My final year I continued. So ASUS strike happened during pandemic and it, it shall delete everything. Yeah. Pandemic happened, ASUS strike happened. So around, I think we finished everything uni around early 2021, I think. and Yeah, early 2021, mm. I think, mid 2021. I'm not wrong then. So, but I was still mm. you know, waiting for final result and everything. So, it was during that period of waiting for final result and when final result came out that I got the. Okay, so I met Motolani through working at Turn Table Chat. We came to Lagos for something. I met Motolani mm. and everything like that. So, when an opening came up in, in mm. post Nigeria for a music reporter, so mm. Motolani asked me to put in an application for a like to work there. And I, I mm. was desperate for a job. I feel I needed to pay my So. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I, I put an application, and they asked me to come to Lagos for an interview. I went to Lagos for the interview. I was practically I had a, uh, on the spot. Essentially, I had on the spot. So I had to, I did the interview. They told yeah. me to come back the next day to clear up the old details. So I came up. The, I came back the next day, and we clear up the details. Signed the letter of employment. I had to go back to Ife Park my sense, and came back to Lagos. So that's I started working full time in music. Yeah. So I didn't wow. even get to go to law wow. school. Because I was so I haven't got to law school now, so maybe mm. at some point in the future, I would go to law school to finish where I started, because I'm kind of quite finished. you know, quite 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 very, mm. law, but.
0: I mean, your tweets, your your Twitter, your 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 timeline obviously says you're ex you're good at putting out your points and defending <laughs> your your side of yeah. the story. Your transaction with trolls online. we will we will get there at some point. Um that tells me you I mean, that is I think the one on one oh one, if I can say, right? Of lawyer, of being yeah. a lawyer. You having believing in something or you having a a, a point of view and being able to yeah. defend it, whatever side of it you're you know, whatever side of it you're on. But I'm looking at Oh, man, so many things are coming to my mind. I, I think I had a structure put down, but you telling me this story now is making me want to deviate because you mentioned Motolani yeah. in this story. And I see even from the outside, we can see that and uh, from your timeline as well. You've spoken about how instrumental yeah. he was to, I mean, to or he yeah. is, yeah. shall I say as well, to where you yeah, are today. True can you can you speak more about that oh, before before you do let me let me speak to those who are listening because I, I don't want to miss this i might not remember later on because so many things are happening right now if you have for folks that are still in school because i'm i'm hearing your story you already had a resume worth five ten years before you were done yeah, with essentially school. i've written a ton of stuff like <laughs> that is ridiculous yeah, yeah you've written yeah. a lot if I mean, that those are that's the kind of experience that someone who is an editor in chief already kind of has yeah, already. Even before you, you got was a there. I was editor
1: of Turntable before I ever graduated, so I was doing re- writing the editorials for a magazine. You know, interviewing the artists. I, I think my last writing for Turntable chat was the interview mm. with the co-founder of Audio Yeah, that was the last person. That was the last mm. time I ever for Turntable chat before I joined Pulse.
0: Yeah. So it was, it was, yeah, it was a full-time
1: post. job while I was in school.
0: So, kids, you're listening. If you have a passion about something, whatever it is, start small. Don't. I mean, we always want to. We see the big picture, and they're like, "I want to be a DIY <laughs> and not recognizing that he's just been having fun with this thing for so long that at the point when opportunity comes, you meet someone like uh, you know Motolani. You know, it, it just feels like oh, things are working in in your favor. But I mean start, just go ahead and start. And I personally, even as one who has, I, I procrastinated this podcast mm. for three years. I sat on it and, and, gave my, and gave all the excuses as to why it wasn't ready. Oh, you don't know how to do this. Oh, you don't know how to do this. Oh, I can't do this. Oh, there's no, this doesn't exist. For three years, I just sat on it and not doing anything. And I'm eventually when I started, which I'm grateful, um that i eventually did i'm like look at all the time that have you know i've eventually wasted and who knows the success and who knows whether it will be successful or not but you uh, that time is already gone you get what i mean so people who are out there take at the time where you get the idea just start you never know where that goes so back to you i just needed to put that out because yeah yeah that's a very um interesting one there so let's talk about Straight away to tangible charts. I think I got to know you guys like two years ago. I I don't know, you know, the way social media works. Something if you're interested in something, other things come to your algorithm as well. And I went to the website, and my head almost blew open because I could not believe what I was seeing. In the sense that I was shocked. I was um, I was happy. Basically, that was it. That wait, this exists because nobody told me about it. It wasn't that someone said, Oh, go and check this, they are doing this. So I kind of know what the idea is, and I go there, but I just opened it and I was like, This is happening, even as it was you know just coming up at that time. I was really impressed with it, right? And all the Twitter spaces that I went to, I was talking about. Turn table yeah. chats, like some people were even accusing yeah. me at the time. Sit there and pay you for the. But I, I, I understood and I saw why it is so important what you guys are doing, you know, over there. My question to you is what was it like? Did you know? Because th- what turn table is today is not what it yeah, was absolutely. in 2019, absolutely, 2020. Yeah. Did you guys see? This, where you are today at that point, did you get the same goosebumps that I did when I saw yeah. it? I was like, This could be big for yeah. the industry? Did you guys know what you were working on when you started the I you know came up yeah, with the I mean, idea? We
1: knew this is something that could redefine the scene. We know this is something that had the potential, mm. you know, to to redefine what we understand as the consumption of Nigerian music because there was no real-time data mm. that captures what the consumption behavior of Nigerians are like, right? So we knew this was yeah. essentially a game changer, but it was not something easy. Like it was not easy at all. Yeah. There were people who just didn't see how it was going to happen. Like they just, the people didn't even see how it was going to work. So we had a lot of meetings, a lot of promises that didn't materialize. But we really just did, kept working at it. And this, when you, when that's why uh, you telling you telling the, the young the young ones and the people in university to chase their dreams it's very important because this is something KDI I mean, they just like. This something he loves, like we, we both love music, but this is something he thought of, and he said, okay, I want to work on this. And he spoke to me, with his friends from secondary school, with was into tech, and they came up with the idea, like, okay, let's create a chart, let's get an algorithm mm. and stuff like that. And the rest of us came on board, and, and made it work. So, it was something we knew, this is something with huge potential, right? And, and, and the mm. beauty of it all is that, we knew it, it was going to take a lot of work, but we didn't know that we were going to make the kind of progress we made so fast. Because, yeah, there's some things we we thought were going to take us five years. That took us two years. You know, like, Like for example, like, maybe getting the radio data, like, it was, we didn't think it was going to be easy Mm. to get a partnership with Radio Monitor. This was something that gatekeepers in the industry were not going to be willing to partner with us. You know, this is something they wanted to keep for themselves because it is privileged information, you know, Mm. so they can speak to you from a a point of authority and access where they don't like so Mm. they make everything look complicated. You understand? So they try to like they try to like make the, the, the level of entry so high consumers don't even and listeners and people stakeholders don't even understand what they're talking Mm. about right so we know if Mm. we get to rely on people in the ecosystem and this is not an indictment on people in the ecosystem because we met some wonderful wonderful people that really supported us at our early stage shout out to chuka obi Mm. uh, dark a lot a lot of amazing people right that supported us at our early stage even chiki was on the first call of the magazine the Logie too we're not Mm. even that big then but it is a lot of people who also didn't come through, especially music executives. People who we wanted them to say, Okay, can you are you guys willing to give us data? Will you guys be willing to open the mm. back and forth to collate these numbers together? They were just they were not having any of mm. it, right? So, uh, the first major breakthrough for us, I was still I still think it's radio monitor, um, that's partnered with them from their South African office, you know and their UK office mm. signing off on it. I mean, we're just a bunch of young guys from, from Ileife trying to beat something. Uh, these guys were just like, they were just mm. excited to work with us and, and that we defined it. You know, getting radio data, having to know the number of songs that are played uh, in Nigeria, the songs, when they were played, how many mm-hmm. times they were played and how many people were tuning to that radio station at that time. And this, this, is this is impressive data, right? So, so with that, then from there, things just started like taking off. We were able to get a we able to get a partnership with um, with um, with Triller, a lot of things, and and the the beauty of it, of of it all. Oh, the yeah, the, the app, the the oh, yeah, streaming the app. app. It was huge, big partnership. They loved us. Like we we got a partnership that we even had the official Thriller chart, where the most used music. You know the way they use music on TikTok now. So the most used music mm-hmm. on Triller, yeah, they had a, a chart for it that we publish every week. Until Trilla, I don't really know what happened to them. That's a long story. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's we been... had yeah, we even did like the end of the year recap that it was broadcasted live on Trilla. I got off that, was on Trilla. Then I think it was he was head of music there. In Trilla, with Trilla, oh. he, he was really supportive. When well, we did the roundtable, a lot of people were supportive. Chukao B, Foza came. A lot of these guys were supportive from the early days, right? And the t- the good thing is that when you build, when you put in the work, and you start you you start to sh- to show workings. You start to you know get success. People who didn't want to force the fall, you know, associate with you or support Mm. you will start supporting you inevitably. So even the labels that were Mm. that they're the one now reaching out to give their data and stuff like that. I mean, so it's so So when you show what is and when you show you that you're able to no (laughs) church, show what is something tangible. So it's really, really people start to appreciate it. So I mean from the charts, we get to have the certification. That is a game changer, and we just know like okay, this is just even the beginning. Like, because there's a lot of more things to do. There's a lot of more consumer mm. education mm. To, to do. So you you open okay, we get more mm. investment, get more fund injection, and mm. we get like educate people mm-hmm. around the country. We get to like maybe go on campus, you know, partner with brands, go on campus, start them. Okay, there's a music chart in Nigeria. You can use it to know you know who's number one. You don't have to always rely on mm-hmm. one streaming mm-hmm. platform because this streaming platform doesn't mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't. It doesn't define who is number one, and it is not easy because you have artists Nigerian artists with their ego who are not willing to recognize this chart on extent. So it took it took again it took it took
0: a lot of good will or some. Oh, people. oh my god, Yeah, you are, you are triggering yeah, me right I now. That's, I you just triggered me now. <laughs> I understand. I understand. I understand. I understand. <laughs> well, go ahead.
1: Sorry to cut yeah, you so, off. Man. So, I mean, yeah. you see, artists who are still like clinching so hard to so Apple Music top one hundred and deliberately miseducating their fans and the, the audience that are number one in Nigeria because you're number one on Apple mm. Music top one hundred. I mean, so uh, I
0: mm. so you're number one for, yes, for two yes, minutes yes, or five yeah. minutes, or you screenshot I mean, and that it's one. It's not even the
1: most used DSP in the country. It's not even top top two in the country. It's mm. not even top. You well, think it's, oh, yes, right? it's audio mark, audio mark. Boomplay, and I think even YouTube to an extent should have significant more significantly more numbers than 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 apple music so what but, but because music. it is because of the aesthetics that comes with it right because it is cool because mm. it is urban it is open mm. so people and they mm. just like
0: it yeah. is gendered it is it is you know abroad yeah, people, people. Just like they ran with mm. it
1: and now it has become almost the officially recognized number one but we're able to build something to the point where it is now able to drag that status with 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 Apple Music and mm-hmm. it is it is courtesy and we, we really we really think we really appreciate the support of like stakeholders, Nigerian consumers and to an extent, like to a big extent, the international Nigerian like the Nigerian diaspora, right? They are one of the people, as you said, they're one mm-hmm. of people that embraced on Table Chart. I felt like they saw the vision before even Nigerian consumers themselves saw the visions. Even when Nigerian consumers were mm-hmm. being divided along starship lines, when David o was Mm. the chat consecutively when fam, other families were saying oh blah 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 it's owned by the video they are always kissing the video's hands and stand like we have huge account of people who are who have limits and loyalty to particular particularities then a creating turntable chart like we we had people in the in the US in the UK, People like yourself, mm. Ima, mm. Benima, you know, and Coach and uh, Tron and Co really, really been very supportive of Tontibo Chat. Even music execs, there some mm. of the music execs that have supported Tontibo chat, chat a lot. They are not even based in Nigeria; they are based mm. in the US, in the UK. So it's it's interesting that Nigerians in diaspora they saw so value, they recognize value, and they are more willing to collaborate and to help you, you know, grow mm. and to help you add th- something tangible mm-hmm. to the ecosystem. Than Tangent. the Nigerians mm. who reside here and who are going to be the primary <laughs> beneficiaries of that yeah, beneficiaries. Kind of, they are more resistant. They are more resistant. They are they are more pro to gatekeeping, you know, and they wanted this thing to come from one of them.
0: Why? Yeah, though? That's it. Have, you know, Why I'm, we have an opportunity you know. here to build what is our own, right? Literally in quotes, our own Wakanda, yeah, whatever. Yeah. You get what I mean, like. Something that is ours that we can we can proudly show to the world and say, okay, you have got billboards, right? We have got the turntable yeah. charts, right? It. I was. I think during that time was when I um. I don't know who it is. Is that there, there's this um, beats chart that um. I think it's the Billboard. Yeah, that, yeah, the, that the put the, it out. There's the Billboard afrobeats chart. Yeah. And you know, yeah, and I was like at, at last year or so, Love One was number one at yeah. some point. Yeah and i for my for for the life of me i could not understand how these people could boldly do that and the ignorance they they, they have such there's this boldness and there's this ignorance that go um hand in hand when these people put out content <laughs> that has to be about us and that's what pisses me off the most. you people are allowing these people uh, this um abroad people that's what i'm going to call them drive the oh, narrative of what is happening, of right? And that is why you can have Ashake have the greatest run of any artist in the past mm-hmm. 10 years in the whole of mm-hmm. Africa, right? Give you the kind of album that Kanjali Kijo has been giving you for 10 years and you put, oh, for uh, centuries, with all due respect to Mama Africa, yeah. right? give you that traditional, like the, 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 kind of al- the kind of album that I envisioned when I first heard Nice talk about yeah. the Grammy. This was yeah. the album. This Asha album was the one I thought, this has to be the one. If you people at least understand, this has to be the album. But nowhere. I mean, it's just... Yeah. Right? And you say it's just it's just yeah Do you get what I mean? I'm like what it cannot get more traditional than (laughs) Ashake. It's Uh, having a more anything that more traditional than Ashake then is King Sonia day. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? It's King Soneade or Wasil or any of all those two um, Fuji guys or Akbala guys. Because what Ashaka is doing is basically a mixture of that with contemporary sound of today, right? And adding current lumber. Or, I mean, am I missing no, no, something I think, here? Because think, sometimes it looks like I'm just going no, no, mad no, I, with I this think, idea. I think
1: it's just... It's just um... It's just the way the industry is, right? And and people try to I, I don't think it's new. People try to always be at the forefront of things to be the people that would export export it and be the voice of that thing. So now for example, now take Nigeria, for mm. example, now. So even in the media space, right? There are people who do the every day every lifting. Like myself, for example, I work up post Nigeria. I have to put articles every day, and uh, to cover the, even the regular mm-hmm. news. For example, um, maybe Rema performed at the at the at the Brit Awards. Write an article about it. Mm-hmm. You know, this person collaborated mm-hmm. with this. What is happening about piano? You know, what is going to contribute to the growth of the system, and the growth of the local ecosystem, mm-hmm. the ecosystem, locally? You know. What is going to contribute Mm -hmm. to the advancement of Nigerian music in Nigeria? So I try to like dedicate Mm -hmm. myself to that hustle. And there are people who like to be at the fancy side of things. Now, these people do not contribute to what would develop Nigerian music in Nigeria, but they are waiting. Sitting there trying to be cool, and waiting for an international platform to notice that something is going on in, in Nigeria. Don't be that they would like to be the one to mm. so now be the voice to take that thing from Nigeria and go and tell them there, and be the one to curate it and capture mm. it there. So that so that's the thing. So people but, are always people wants to people want to take from something when it's fancy, and I think for what people have, mm. what Afrobeats, what Nigeria has to understand and. And even as consumers and artists, it's about understanding that like, you have to mm. be able to use opportunities. Like if Billboard create Afrobeat mm. chart, it's an opportunity for you because that means Americans will get to know more. Even about Afrobeat, you just have to know how to use the opportunity. Okay. And you're like, okay, fine. This, mm. Their chart there is a reflection of the consuming habits the consumption habit of Americans in America, so America. that's why you are going to see Love Wanting Tea and Calm Down are mm-hmm. going to spare four years on the chart because that is two songs are essentially perpetually popular in America because they are digitally oh. big, they are always their number one go-to songs when it comes to Afrobeats. We have to understand that it's very, very different mm-hmm. from what is going on in Nigeria, and it was it is to an extent, it is still what shapes Nigeria here that will still shape them there. So if you are going to celebrate if you're going Nova to celebrate then. that. Just to celebrate what is happening in Nigeria, and it also help the ecosystem to grow mm. because it is what is happening here that is going to feed off what is happening there. So that's why you see mm. Asha A- A- can can dream to dream of selling out the the you know the Scottish Bank Arena. You know, Boner Boys can go sell out this place mm-hmm. because they've been able to make music that 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 Nigerians all over the world can flow with their social currency. I mean, it's a given mm-hmm. that someone like Bonaboy is a monumental global star right now, and his fans caught across mm-hmm. Nigerians, Africans, and Caucasians, right? And you can go mm-hmm. to show and you can be sure that you can mm-hmm. see maybe 40 to 50% Caucasians, right? But at the same time, you know that... It... Which is ridiculous. Yeah, which, which is, is ridiculous. A crux of this is because he's been able to benefit from the goodwill and from the social currency of Nigerians and Africans. Of Nigerians
0: yes, so abroad. Nigerians, mm, are, mm, mm. Nigerians yeah, have done a lot of good yes, in those places that people as well yeah. can embrace. Nigerians are talking about your music, mm. like play your music at their workplace. Nigerians
1: driving Ubers are able to play your music when their passengers mm. are in the car. Nigerians are playing your music everywhere mm. here in diaspora because they are also feeling mm. of what's happening mm. locally here. Yeah. That means that the, your mm. primary source of communications with the Caucasians.
0: That's what they don't understand. understand. Let let me just give you a quick story on that. I think it was 2018 or 19. Maybe that's that time, maybe 2027 in the middle of the pandemic had these guys, you know, just casual people. I don't know them like that, like that Caucasians and me. Like you, you, you hit something. I cannot be in those spaces and not talk Niger yeah. stuff. Let them not know that you know I be Niger. Like in, you have to know, so that you know you know how you communicate with me. Just you know how I'm different. And I was asking them if they knew Whisked. The moment they knew I was Nigerian, right? And I was like, Do you know who Whiskid is? And they were like, Oh, they don't know who Whisked wow. is. And I was like, You know Drake. Listen to where listen to where I'm going. They were like, Do you know Drake? And they were like. Oh yeah, oh Drake, and I was like, okay. I played one dance, and I was like, do you know who this artist is? They're like, yeah, yeah, the Nigerian guy. The Nigerian guy is whiskey. and their mind, so to your point, their mind is blowing us to. Oh, this is the whiskey. They they actually knew who he was, but they at the same time yeah. did not know who he was. And I'm looking at the success of a, a um, Nigerian artist. Right, And something that you hear that has not been said enough, uh, this is probably the first time I'm really hearing it being said, is the influence of just, not just the money that Nigerians and the diaspora are spending, but the the intentional um, the, like drive yes. they've, done, like, they've gone to do, like literally talk yes. about it talk about our food you cannot meet a nigerian and he's not inviting you to his house to come and a- taste jollof rice or, fufu yeah. or a goosey like it's a lot of the success today is because nigerians in the diaspora took it to themselves yes. to actually push yes. the music now irrespective of where they are it's not just in 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 like um, in european countries in south absolutely. africa as well so when
1: they say nigerians are loud when they say nigerians are loud it's because we show yeah and we like to you know, mm. we like to embrace our identity wherever we are. And our culture, our music have benefited, has benefited from this this our this our decision and our you know our likelihood of being vocal. Mm. You know. In fact that mm. vocal if you go to Finland, if you go to Croatia and you find a Nigerian day, there, there's a good chance it's going to be playing Nigerian music
0: there's a nigerian yeah. there there's any place where nigerians are not careful be, be, be suspect <laughs> yeah. of that country yeah, so, imagine my shock my surprise when the whole thing was happening in ukraine a nigerian story of nigerian university um, college yeah. students not being allowed to 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 get in you know to get to safety was one of the biggest yeah. news at the at, you know at, the, because, time, because
1: of the, at number, the time because the yeah so numbers get, of nigerians there so yeah like more than every other african country or people like although we travel in droves more than other African African nationals, but we are really course, really willing to embrace our culture. I mean, I don't think that the, the, any researchers have gone into this. But I think, I think I I can put money down that if they should carry out the research and ask a white person that the first time they went to an Afrobeat show, they probably accompanied a black person. They probably accompanied a Nigerian. Of course. Rest. And they love the music of course, so much of they get to so, go back themselves. So we have to understand that. Nigerians, have, they've done a lot locally and they've done a lot internationally. But we need to always build locally to be able to throw what happens internationally. Mm. We need to continue. We need to continue. Okay.
0: Sorry. So let, let me finalize this, uh, the turntable um, discussion a bit. And this is where I'm going to push back on you okay. heavily. And what, because I didn't even know you were part of the turntable, you were founding yeah. member and yeah. director. I didn't know. I think the only person I knew was yeah. Katie um uh i think i because i i think i he he used to talk about yeah, that, it that, on he
1: is the ceo too, so yeah. um
0: he used to talk about it yeah he used to talk about it on um on on social media and i think it was a few, two years ago a year ago i said it then because you know the way i i, I mentioned i feel about yeah. the and the potential i said if anybody is going to create uh a. a uh, a, an award show that is going to be valuable enough for like you said the artists to get involved to buy in and a lot of people to buy in that becomes prestigious enough right we're talking about the Brit Awards it, all those things mean nothing if the people if, the, if there's no social currency yeah. right to yeah. the awards if people are not giving credence yeah. to it like Your Naira is only paper if we all don't believe in it. The dollar is the same thing. It has a value because we all believe in it. So if the award show is going to have credence as well, we all need to believe in it. And I I said it on that Twitter space that day, and I mentioned this a few pods ago. I think on the very first pod, it was one of, you know, on episode one, one of the first things I talked about when we're talking about the Grammys as well. I said, if there's anyone who would, at least in the next future that I can see, in the next five, 10 years, at least now, that can create an award show that people can buy into, it will be turntable charts, right? I think you, and I said, you guys are set up, you know, in a beautiful way, because one, you have data. Basically, that's what iHeartRadio does and all this billboard. They just create their their award. It's not like the Grammy where people decide the technicality of the music. It's just basically based on the data yeah. that they have. This is the artist yeah. of the year. And although a lot of people, you know, know that it's just data, at the same time, there's respect yeah. for it. Like there's quality in it. Everyone respects where they are coming from, even if you don't agree to it. And I think Katie got back at me that they said, saying, I think he's the one that said it, that as long as he is part of that organ- Tontable yeah. Charts, there will never be an award event or show, <laughs> award that Tom <Tontable laughs> Charts be part of. He said the only way Tom Charts will ever be part of anything awards is to support it, support the award show, for example, support the hip hop uh, yeah. TV, whatever yeah. That yeah. head is. With yeah. And I was that day, I was so shocked and I said, bro. I mean, we know the fight. This is the way they talk. You guys are set up. Imagine my surprise. I woke up on a Sunday so morning, long. and turntable has a chart out. My goodness, I was so mad. I was so angry, not because you guys put it out, not because you put out the award, but because you guys did the same thing everybody else does. You did it half-heartedly. I was so mad because I, I didn't. I, I I messaged so many people. They didn't even know there was an um, a turntable yeah, award. I- and they were like, "No, you, you carry on table for head." How you self? No, no. I, I, felt embarrassed, not like <laughs> in a bad way, but you. I was just joking about it. You. Like me, where they carry on for head. and I was like, "Why did you guys do that? You. Even if you want to do an award show, why put out something so half, half baked? If I don't mention my pushback, I won't oh, feel I good, and I think people will hold me accountable because I, as much as I admire, and bro, this is from the bottom of my heart, even not knowing that the people involved." I really want you guys to succeed, but what you guys put out on that award show was abysmal. We didn't even know you guys didn't even promote the tweet. Yeah. And I was seeing, and I was seeing things like, you know, executive of the year. Adayo, you know, for okay. my hand.
1: Can I? Can I address? Can I let me address what you said? Let, let me address. address Sam, I don't do That's okay now because That's
0: it's in
1: a me. pain me. It's, it's here you. So um, so uh, the award the award uh, situation, right? It's, um. It's not, it's not, it's not, it wasn't meant to be an elaborate award show. I, that's why I, I don't even see, let me never use the word show. It wasn't meant to be an elaborate award situation, you know. It was just, but again, mm-hmm. you're right, it was an award and it was good, it was worthy of notes that people know that something like that was going on. It was, it was very important. And uh, I. Mean, we did some activations around it. A couple of the executives, you know, took uh, pictures with their awards, posted it. But the the bottom line with this stuff, right? What is still forced back, uh, forced back to, and where we still have to like revisit is the fact that you know the people, the people who have the social currency, that who should be able mm-hmm. to promote this stuff and you know help their award shows to become popular, they have a locked to do so because it is just the way the industry works. Mm-hmm. Now we had, we had best male artists, yes, we had best, I think we had uh, most mm-hmm. stream artists on radio mostrial artists on streaming, you know, stuff like that. These artists, mm-hmm, they really mm-hmm. I don't think any of them have, have uh, has posted, you know, their, their 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 plaque. You know, I think some executives mm-hmm. posted theirs. I know Bolajikare. Executives I know project Bolajikare posted mm. his I I, t- I know as uh, Senator Aki posted his own too. But I've mm-hmm. not seen, like, yeah. maybe Anashake, for example, post his own plaque. So uh, that, that would, if, if he did something like that, that would really, really contribute to the popularity of Tante oh, Uh, mm. uh the, One of the reasons Tante Bouchard is really popular because some artists, some artists acknowledged it. The, the video for example. DeVido mm-hmm. has acknowledged Tante a couple yes. of times. Or Mali has acknowledged it. And now mm-hmm. more artists are posting it. On their stories, on their social media, yes. and they yes. the plaque in that's way. Like that's why the plaque is becoming more accepted too. Because we will see you will a lot. Even if Bonner Boy, if Boy can accept this plaque and be willing to take pictures with them, then I don't think we, then. I mean, if, although you didn't post it, but at least that's that that's a step, right? That that's a very very huge step for us.
0: That's yeah, the thing, yeah. the right step. Uh, yeah, in, yeah the right. Actually, I think
1: post with post yeah. with his plaques. The rest, uh, Joe boys,
0: um. The, uh, the emerging oh, artists yeah, the they they see this, yeah, I mean, if the big guys are doing it, everyone will follow. But my pushback to you would be this, and this is not because of the what you guys did. I think I've gotten that out of my and you know it's coming no, from, course, a, from a really course, good place because i i I connect with what you're saying that we us comment documenting our stories, us being in charge of the narrative of what uh, you know what would happen with Afrobeats, we have to be the ones, the loudest voices. It not trolls. It can't be the trolls. It can't be the international people. It cannot even be the artist. It has to be a collective industry thing that this is the story of Afrobeat. Cannot just be you know one or two artists and whatever they say it go, you know goes. My pushback to you on that would be this, and I mentioned this on Emmanuel Space, and people clowned me for it, which was tells you a lot about a year ago. I said, when, when the headies came up with the ridiculous thing they did last year or so, I said it, I said, the next awards in Nigeria, whoever's thinking about it, has, there has to be a vision. There has to be a goal. When you mentioned that, oh, the artists are not posting it, in my own opinion, when I mentioned, uh, part of the points I mentioned on that space, I said, if it was left to me, I would not even think about the artist for the next five years. My goal in the next five years is to get the emerging artists and regular people interested. The artists, the, the, the A-list, if I could use that word, have a lot going on. They have a lot working. It, it, it might be too much for them to put their social currency, right, into something that is just starting where they don't know the, you know, they don't know where it's gonna be tomorrow. I mean, if you go out there collecting Brit Awards, you want to know where this award is going to be before you go out there and give your social currency to that award. I can understand why some of the big artists might not want to do it. But my thing I mentioned is we, whoever wants to create the next award show, and I think I haven't seen anyone really see this that way. Just build. I'm saying that to you right now. You guys don't worry about the artists. Just even if it is to, the Billboard Awards this past year, Right, do you know they didn't have a, f- a live award show? Yeah. You know that, right? I don't know yeah. if you saw that. They, they had done all the recording, and then if that's people have to think about the creative ways because every award show is, is going down in audience right now, right? So people have to, to think of creative ways. So, for one artist, let's assume Taylor Swift collected an award or um, was one of the performers, they invited about 50 of her fans, and she wasn't there. But she wasn't a part of the people i'm just trying to use her there yeah. as, as an example they invited 50 of her fans right of the artist fans and the artists to perform to them and they recorded it like a concert and they put all of that together and put out an award show what am i trying to get out we have to find creative ways to do it don't worry about the big artists Know where you want to be in five years. Now, in five years, if those artists don't come in, then you guys have to go back yeah, to absolutely. the drawing board. I mean, I, but one just, thing you cannot do, one thing you cannot do, is put out something that looks half baked, or you guys didn't think didn't it didn't look like you guys thought about it. You know, thought about it. True. I mean, you could do a collaboration with with um, this. What's these guys that do um, Glitz Africa or something? That do the like yeah, where artists yeah. go to perform. Yeah. You know, imagine artists go to perform. If you have a studio like that and have you and KDB the one to mention everybody doing the awards, bro, that is better than what yeah. I. Say. But <laughs> I you know, I don't want to drag you yeah, guys too much. Um, it's not. But it's I mean, not, it's not. I would forget I would
1: about it's, them. It's 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 just meant to. It's just meant to mark the end of the year chart, right? So. So it's, it's I mean, it's the first installment and I, next the next one would definitely be better.
0: It's just meant to mark the... Yeah, you guys yeah, have they, to do better. You, you have guys to, have to do it's better. Meant to I, mark... Like, the, it's not. I will bring you back here and do a full episode just yeah, dragging you. I, I get, I get. So it, it's meant to
1: mark <laughs> the end of the year, right? So, um, so I, I, I mean, I wouldn't... I understand yeah, you do. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's it's And I do agree with you totally. I mean, I'm always at the forefront. I mean, me and KD used to say this all the time. Like, you cannot afford to build anything on... Big artists, right? Because if they don't show up, you lose credibility. Mm. That's what the edit is suffering from. Of course. Because they inch the credibility of the award on the big artists. And when on he, them. And he, then and they even, also suffered mm. a bit of like like they depreciated in the quality of their own award show, right? So when mm, when, yeah, when, the quality mm, depreciated, mm. the big artists felt that we cannot associate with this again because it's not up to standard. Especially when of these course. artists started winning 50 awards, start winning international awards, mm. right? And the Grammys. The, right? So they just felt like mm. this is beneath us, right? Ignoring the times where they used to hustle and... Like I'm, mm. like go crazy for this award show, and our award show mm-hmm. it to the stars, yeah. right? So I felt like I felt like it's mm-hmm. important that our show celebrate everyone in the industry, and always like highlight whoever is on top, and everyone should just show up, do their mm-hmm. part, and move on. So today, Rema and Fakir, they, yeah. they are the next set of superstars, and they came for the for the of last 80th awards, and it was amazing. Remarkin, they give a wonderful, wonderful speech. Mm-hmm. Ashake, Ashake, Ashake speech. came there give an mm. amazing performance, two of the biggest stars right now. So you don't want to, because of that, now inch that award show on their, on, on their profile and start trying to get private mm. to fly them in for the next one, try to plant the award show deeds around <laughs> them. You don't want that because when they don't show up, or when, at least when mm. others see that, okay, you are trying to like inch this award show on them, they start asking for the same treatment. You know, they say, okay, if you're, if you of course, of course, and if you're going to treat them like this, you have to, you have to treat. Yeah, them no, like go ahead, go ahead. If you're going to ask, if you're going to fly this person in on a private jet just to attend the award show, you have to do the same for us, right? So you don't want to do that. You just want an award show that is credible. So I think one thing we want to do for us is we want to achieve credibility, and the data helps us, of to course, achieve that. You no, know, to be able to like, be, yeah, to achieve be, that. Okay, this yeah. award truly reflects what happened in the year, right? So now. At the point, mm-hmm. what you you have highlighted, the next point, the next thing to do is to out is is to know how to you know how to publicize this and how to let people know something is happening mm-hmm. Yeah, right? So then, I mean, we have a good product. Mm-hmm. We will build something wonderful, and it's of something what you know what publicizing. So yeah, I do agree with you that the, you know it could have enjoyed a stronger publicity, and you know even though even though the artist didn't post about it, they could have been other you know, other um, events and maybe not events even, but other you know, other things around the award show itself. I mean...
0: Around, you know, other things I mean, around it. We, we,
1: mm. we had the yeah. collaboration with the REASH in December 2023 for the party and stuff like that, you know, so a lot of things could have, um, could have, could have, a lot of activations could mm-hmm. have happened around that award. So, um, I think, I mean, in-house, in-house there were a lot of ideas, but so then, it materialized because of timing, sponsorship, like people's promise to sponsor mm-hmm. cancel that last minute. So it's not. I don't think it's our goal. It's our goal wow. to actually like wow do something that good and not publicize it. But it's just like we just know. Okay, we just have to start from somewhere. Let's just put it out there. Then, then next year somewhere. we'll go like there. So I think I think um next year it's going to be better. there might not be a ceremony around it. There might not be a ceremony around it. But it's going to be it's going to mm-hmm. be put across in a way where. It um, it's more efficient, and people, yeah, people mm-hmm. like people mm-hmm. get to know that okay, an award was given to this person for accomplishing or reaching mm-hmm. this uh, milestone or notable chart. So different. yeah, I mean it's valuable feedback, and definitely we're hmm. going to take it back. And the hmm. guys, the everyone's going to work hard and try and make it better. Hmm. to it for later this year. Mm-hmm.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, so I, I just hope you know that everything I'm talking about is coming Absolutely. from a good place. And I actually want you guys Absolutely. to succeed. I cannot wait. I'm always going to your website and stuff to check out what is happening there. Just so I'm more I like I hardly go to any of all those other websites anymore, because I think what you guys are doing is the future of what the industry is going to be. Wow. Just wow. Just listening to Adaya is just refreshing hearing this original nigerian story and just hearing him say this and just listening to the story i'm like this could have been a silicon valley story like this is virtually the story of every um, one that has got a billion dollar company today from facebook to you know snapchat and and the rest it this is literally how most of those stories started I you know I'm in school. I have a passion. I've been doing it. Create something. Come together with friends. You know, add uh, influence of technology, and voila, we have a company that can, you know, literally change the or impact a whole industry, and the rest is history, right? I believe in 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 what they're doing over there. It's incredible. And then, in, uh, and this was even before hearing this story. And then hearing it, the more I'm like, there is something special. We're going to be talking about this, guys, in another decade from now. And we're not going to be talking about just director. We're going to – I think I should change how I dress him. I think he should – I should be calling him an entrepreneur. Entrepreneur, that's – right? That's how it's pronounced, right? (laughs) Like – these guys, that is who they should be called because this story is a very interesting one. And I'm glad I haven't heard him talk about the foundation or the founding or the start of Tontable Charts or how it really started. I really haven't um, heard him talk about it from this point of view i haven't even heard the story anywhere maybe i haven't searched enough right but this is this is beautiful from his perspective as at least as one who was coming um in um like coming from a different field and mixing together music and tech to create this incredible work that is that they have there all right so next week part two he tells us he's more about the music scene in Nigeria, the, you know, nobody paved the way bullshit. Yeah, he, he talks about it. Yeah, probably he uses kinder words and he uses better English than I probably would ever. Um, yes, he talks about his love for Arsenal, his love for Real Madrid. And wait for it, his love for the Kardashians. Yes, that family, the Kardashian family and black women. How you love Kardashians and Black women. He's gonna. Ha- you guys are gonna have to wait to hear him navigate his way through that minefield of <laughs> of 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 thoughts there. But no, nothing too shady. But it was an incredible conversation. All right. So beyond the zone. This one is a um a really sad one. Um, when I heard this, it really really um hit me a different way because of how much. I admire this this individual not just um, as someone you know you look and you see as a celebrity, but just because they they you know you I grew up with him, seen him on TV, and I just have part of images. I just have images of. He's his movies like stamped in my memory, like part of who I am as a you know, kind of like as a person. And I'm talking about this news. I'm sure a couple of you have heard about this already. Um, John Okafo, who we popularly uh known as Mr. Ibu, um passed uh this weekend. Um at the age of 62, man, too young, man, too young, and a few days, passed a few days ago, and this is one of those tough ones, and he'd been through a lot, as some of you know, Um, there were times, there was a time when, you know, they put it out there that he was ill, and folks should, who, who could, should donate money for his you know medical expenses and things like that and i don't even want to go into some of the things i'm reading on social media that happened or transpired even after the money was given to him and but i i choose to remember him for the brilliant actor he is veteran actor he is or he was a legend that is who john okafor is uh, was a legend in the Nigerian music movie industry, he was a pillar. All the fancy and money investment, uh, money poured in to the movie industry we're seeing today is because folks like him held things down for as long as they possibly could, right? And there's this scene. I was having this conversation um, even today. There's this scene that I will never forget. I don't even remember the movie, but it was Mr. Ibu and I think Akin and Popo were also in that movie as well. And he was wearing wet clothes in the middle of the day. Like the sun was out, no clouds in the sky. And Mr. Ibu had wet clothes on, right? And I'm like, bro, what is going on? And I think one of the twins, Akin uh, Abapo, asked him in the movie, like, Olga, why do you have wet clothes on? And he he said one of the most legendary statements I've ever heard in my life, funny statements I've ever heard in my life. He said, because the tag on the clothes said, wash and wear. Oh, uh, oh my gosh oh mr evil rest in peace you will be remembered uh for for your greatness as as an actor um as one who made it possible for all the all the good that we see today you brought a lot of smiles a lot of happiness to so many people's homes if i I had a brother that i met I, i went to see today he's librarian right i went to meet him for something else um, and he, the moment I got in, I was like, Oh, what's up guy? How you doing? You know, I just sat down and the first thing he said, this is a librarian. He's not even Nigerian, right? It's a librarian. It was like, bro, you know, Mr. Ibu, I heard it passed. And if for folks who do not know that the Nollywood movies, especially the old ones, Right. They are being watched by a lot of West African countries because he was explaining to me today that all like all those old movies, the one that has Akina Popo and all the you know all those old ones from early two thousands. A lot of people in West Africa, especially Liberia, because he's Liberian, watch this. They still watch the movies till today. They still watch the movies today, right? So I celebrate. I celebrate this man. He should be. He will be remembered. He is and will always be a legend and a pillar to Nollywood. Um, and personally, to me, he 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 would not be forgotten uh, for sure. And more on that. Just what two days ago or yeah, yesterday? Okay, today's Sunday. You probably were listening to this. I think on on Saturday, yesterday, we also heard that another Nollywood actor who when his name was mentioned I didn't even remember his face but when and and the person was telling me was like oh once you see him you know who I'm talking about uh, so I'm talking about Yoruba Nollywood actor his name is Tolani Kadri Michi, and he's popularly known as Sisi Kadri um and just to know that he celebrated his 44th birthday December 25th 2023, it's like two months ago, um, three months ago. And it's just, mm. and I, you know, the details of this too, I haven't heard exactly, exactly what happened, but it said after a brief illness as well. And it just then happened that I was watching this evening. Um, I was, I was, I watched, um, earlier today, I should say, I watched um Anikulapo, and he was there and just watching him, it it was mm, it just made it so even harder to take in. Like, oh my goodness. And he as well is so funny. He's got the most ridiculous comebacks, he just can say I don't know. He, he he's. If you don't understand Yoruba, you might not get some of the things he's talking about. But I have a feeling that he freestyles some of the things he says a lot. He is really funny. I know people like him who have got that, that um, flair for words and who are very good at insulting you. People who are like that. I've got a few of them in my family as well. So I can connect with that. And it's just all these people that bring us so much joy. Um, uh, rest in peace, uh, Tolani Kodri, you will be remembered as well for your input in making our lives a little better. Even if it's just a little, the times you gave us those performances in those movies, you will be missed as well. I saw a video, I think of one of his family members speaking about, um, some of the things he has, he has done, uh, from the family as well. So, um, he would be remembered, uh, he would be remembered fondly, um, as well for his impute, um, in the Nigerian, um, in Nigerian Hollywood, Nigerian movie industry. Uh, all right. So that is where we round things off on the show for today. Uh, a quick reminder, a quick reminder that the part two, of my conversation with, <laughs> with Ayu Adi I will come out next week, Sunday, as always, you know, I will bring you some behind the, behind the zone with things happening outside of music that all of that fun stuff will be happening next week. Um, on uh, yeah the next episode next week, Monday, please do not hesitate to, um, hit the, uh, to hit the like a button and just to rate us as well. If we're doing a great job, let us know. As always, I'm available on Twitter. It's at T A Sound T I A E Sound, or you can follow on No Stand Pod No Stand Pod. Both also on Twitter. Give your feedback. Let me know what you think about the show, and you can listen to us. We're available on um, Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify. We're trying to make it available in other spots as well. I'm getting feedback that it's not on Google yet. I don't know why that is, but we'll figure it out. Um, Please um, remember that you can go to acast.com forward slash no stand pod, acast.com forward slash no stand pod. You can listen there as well. All right. Thank you very, very much for taking the time to listen to the show today. Uh, You can see this today's show went way beyond the time we we, we usually do. But today was a special episode. And so I want to say once again, thank you for making out the time to be with us. Until next week, please don't drink and drive. Don't text and drive. Stay blessed.